Thanks for tuning in. I'm your host, Gordon Dean, and this is the Sower's Seat Pod Podcast. Thanks for tuning in to the Sower's Seed Pod Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Gordon Dean. So I wanted to have a podcast directed at a an audience that I don't normally typically address directly. And that is my audience of unbelievers. Now, I don't want you to think for a moment that I don't care about you in any way, shape, or form, because nothing could be further from the truth. My actual initial intent behind creating this podcast series was to be able to to point out how scripture applies to daily life, or, or real life, as they like to say. And obviously, most of the folks who would be interested in that application are already saved. They already believe in the power of Scripture. But my initial purpose in making that the thrust of these podcasts is to help unbelievers understand the Christian perspective. That we're not crazy just because we place so much faith in a book that was seemingly just written thousands of years ago. There's so much more to it than that. And as as I kind of alluded to in, in my last podcast, we as Christians have not just a faith in God. That's It goes so much deeper than that because our faith is not just rooted in, as you might think of him as, as a, a, uh, an absentee landlord or uh, an invisible guy in the sky shaking his finger and chastising us over millennia. There's so much more to it than that. And and if if you know any Christians that genuinely get it, I'm sure that at some point you've noticed that they tend to have a peace and a joy about them regardless of what else is going on around them. And this this was my my main objective was one to remind christians how to keep that peace flowing in their daily lives but also to share that peace with unbelievers because remember all of us were unbelievers at one point at some stage of this game we figured out that there was a lot more to it than what was immediately presented to us in life. And we are called 
throughout scripture. I mean, quite literally from page one to, you know, page Omega, the last page, our calling is to share this with others. And given the, the state of turmoil that this world is in, it is my opinion, it is my belief, that the only thing that's going to help people to overcome this abject insanity is going to be the peace of God. Because as the Bible says, it is a peace that the world cannot give. Another verse says, because the world cannot understand it. Now, with that in mind, in case you're sitting there rolling your eyes and thinking to yourself, oh, yeah, this guy's got, uh, got mush between his ears. This guy doesn't understand what kind of a self-centered zealot Jesus was. Because, yes, for those of you who are Christians listening in, there are a lot of people who believe that. They believe that Jesus was no different than David Koresh or um, Jim Jones, self-serving. When, in fact, nothing could be further from the truth. So if you have access to a Bible right now, I'd really like for you to open it up and read the 17th chapter of the book of John. Now, for those of you who don't know, Jesus is referred to as our high priest. And I could do an entire podcast on what that reference actually means. But suffice it to say that in, in Jewish culture and society at that point in time, the religious system was completely and entirely centered around the, the synagogue. Within the synagogue, there were all kinds of, of laws about sacrifices that have been handed down from the very earliest days coming out of Egypt. And, and the, the big deal was that although there were a lot of priests from the order of Aaron, or the, the uh, clan of Aaron, line of Aaron, good gravy, sorry, it's been one of those days, that there would be one high priest and that high priest would in addition to all the sacrifices that were being made in some cases by the people themselves in most cases by the priests of the temple once a year the high priest would ceremonially place all of the sins of all of the Jewish people, himself included, onto the, the, the being of one specific animal, and that animal would be sacrificed. And that blood would actually be sprinkled on the Ark of the Covenant. Now, granted, by the time Jesus shows up on the scene, the ark has has long disappeared. It it doesn't. It's not even there anymore. 
but the point that I'm getting at is there is that one high priest that intercedes between all the priests below him, all the people of Israel, all of their children, all of their uh, uh, prodigal sons, and God. And so there are a number of references Again, throughout, obviously, the New Testament, although the Old Testament has a number of, of uh, prophecies that specifically point to this, but Jesus is called our high priest because in completing the Old Covenant, he became our one and only intercessor between us and God. We no longer need the the synagogue setup with the priests and the sacrifices and all the rest of that stuff. And so if you if you turn to John chapter 17, you'll see that the first section, if yours is labeled like most of them are anymore, this this section, this frankly, it's it's the entire chapter. In fact, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, no, it, it does end with this chapter. So this chapter is its own section, and it's called the High Priestly Prayer. When Jesus had spoken these words, he lifted up his eyes to heaven and he said, now, I'm not going to read the whole thing to you, but I do, I, I strongly recommend that you do read it, even if you're an unbeliever, because one of the things that you need to be aware of is that Praying this high priestly prayer directly to God, his Father, on behalf of not just his apostles, but also everybody who would come to follow him through those apostles and through those people and through those people and so on and so forth. He actually prays, I do not ask for these only, but also for those who will believe in me through their word, that they may all be one, just as you, Father, are in me and I in you, that they also may be in us, so that the world may believe that you have sent me the glory that you have given me, I have given to them, and they may be one, or that they may be one, even as we are one. Now, again, it's, it's, it's an entire chapter, and this is just one relatively small excerpt, but what I wanted to call out here, and that was, in case I didn't mention it, that was verses 20 and 22, is that Jesus prayed for you. I want you to take a second to let that sink in. The Bible tells us that even before creation, God knew us and had ordained that certain individuals would follow him. And Jesus knew when he made this prayer that some would and some wouldn't. In fact, he knew that some would and many wouldn't. But if you're sitting here listening 
to me, to uh, one of the evangelists on the television, to uh, a pastor in a church that, you know, you've just been kind of checking out, but you don't really know. If you've been listening and you feel that tugging in your heart, the reason you're feeling that tugging is because God has chosen you to be his. And even while he was still on earth, Jesus prayed for you. He prayed for me. He prayed for that pastor you're listening to. He prayed for every Christian that has ever been since the days before he hung on that cross. He prayed for you. You, as you are right now, Jesus knew what you would get yourself into before you came to him. And he prayed for you. All of your foibles, all of your warts, as they say, Everything about you is known to him, and yet he's calling you anyway. And knowing that, he prayed for you. So knowing that he prayed for you, that he wants you to join in this peace and this joy that we as Christians have in a secure knowledge that no matter what happens in this world, we will be able to spend eternity in paradise. What are you waiting for? If Jesus prayed for you to be one with the body of believers, to be in him as he is in God, and to therefore be in God as well, what are you waiting for? Are you afraid that people are going to look at you differently? Look, I'm going to tell you right now, they will. The world will not treat you the same way because once you accept Jesus, you're not going to be a part of that world. You are going to be a new being in Jesus Christ. But let me ask you this. When was the last time the world prayed for you? When was the last time the world at large expressed any desire for you to be at peace?
when in all actuality, that is the number one thing that Jesus came here to bring us was assurance and peace through salvation. To be saved from eternal damnation, but not just that, to be bought back from death. And the price was his blood that he shed on Calvary. And you need to understand, if you are an unbeliever and you are listening to this today, you need to understand something very clearly. That even if you were the only person throughout the remainder of human history that was going to need that purchase for their salvation. Jesus would still have done it anyway. And I would dare you to be able to say that about the world. The world does not care about you. In Christ, we are family. And Jesus prayed for you. Listen, I I am not going to do some version of a sinner's prayer on this podcast and and tell you that you know if you if you pray what I'm telling you to pray that you'll be saved and, and look I the reason is I, I hate these formulaic things because salvation comes through faith not through works there's no magic prayer there's there's no script that you have to read in order to get God's attention because he's already calling you. You already feel it in your heart. So instead, I I say this. One, pray to God. Simply tell him that you're done running from him. Tell him how sorry you are. Not that you are sorry, but how sorry you are that you have sinned against him and that all of these years you have ignored the blood price that was paid for your salvation. And ask him, beg him, plead him with every fiber of your being to forgive the sins that have plagued you your entire life. And to accept the blood price that was paid for you. And if you're still not sure what that looks like, Again, you can reach me through my website. You can reach me through my social media profiles. Reach out to me. I will pray with you. But I I can't pray the prayer that's going to, to usher your soul into this brotherhood. 
It has to be you. All I can do is hold your hand. But believe me when I say that if that's all it takes to get you on your knees before Almighty God, to accept the washing away of your sins, that Jesus prayed for you. then I will do that. So please, don't, don't wait any longer. Our time here on earth is short, and Jesus prayed for you 2,000 years ago. Don't you think it's time To make him stop waiting. Don't make him wait any longer. This has been the Sower Seed Pod Podcast, and I am your host, Gordon Dean. God bless.